Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. We are continuing our examination of the Gospel of Matthew. And we're actually in the second chapter of Matthew, but we haven't been there in the last few episodes because we're cross-referencing one of the quotes that Matthew gave in relationship to the birth of Jesus. And it was mentioned as a a prophecy in Jeremiah 31. Jeremiah had declared that there would be weeping in Ramah. You remember that. Well, when you read this whole 31st chapter, it is absolutely amazing. And that's the reason I wanted us to go there uh, to see uh, what the Lord said about his people the whole uh, idea with this chapter is the Lord is saying, hey, I'm going to turn your sorrow, I'm going to turn your joy um, and your mourning into joy. I'm going to turn your defeat into victory. Yeah, you're going to be hauled off in the captivity. There's going to be some things that happen. But when it's all said and done, I'm going to multiply you. I'm going to bring you back. There's going to be great things that happen to you. Now, these things are always intriguing because he's saying this to his people as a whole, but then just think about it. You know, sometimes I think this way. Well, you know, think, well, that's a great word, but uh, what about me? <laughs> you know, what about me? What about the individual? Because there's untold thousands that would die and not experience uh, what he was talking about. They would be in days yet to come. He actually said in a couple of verses that your children will be blessed from this. So he's giving them some hints that it's not going to happen in your day. And it's been 2,600 years or so, so far, 2,700 years maybe. And uh, parts of this is, has still not been fulfilled. As a matter of fact, the major part of the chapter, the most important part has been, and that's what we're going to look at today. Because when you get down in the 31st chapter of uh, Jeremiah, you get to the 31st verse. The Lord is speaking. Listen to this, folks. Behold, days are coming. Now, the Lord's actually going to use that type of little phraseology a couple times in the balance of this chapter. Behold, days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah. So he's saying, I'm going to make a new covenant with my people. He's saying the house of Israel, that's the northern kingdom, the house of Judah, the southern kingdom, because remember, he split the kingdoms up after Solomon died. Verse 32 gives us more insight. Not like the covenant which I made with their fathers in the day I took them by the hand to bring them out of the land of Egypt. So he's saying, I'm making a covenant with them, but it's a new covenant. God describes it as a new covenant. And he says, it's not like that. Verse 32, he continues, this covenant, the one, the original one, my covenant, which they broke, although I was a husband to them, declares the Lord. Verse 33. But this is the covenant which I will make with the house of Israel after those days, declares the Lord. So real quick, notice he says, behold, days are coming. Now he's saying, okay, here's the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel. And that's talking about all of Israel after those days. So there's certain things that are going to occur. Certain things will happen. But then after those days, declares the Lord, here's what he's going to do. I will put my law within them and on their heart. I will write it and I will be their God and they shall be my 
people. Now, he's speaking of his people. He's speaking of Israel specifically. Now, there's other portions in Jeremiah where the Lord brings out some other things, okay? But right now, he's talking about his people. And he says, here's what I'm going to do. And it's going to be after those days. Remember, there's days yet to come. But after those days, I'm going to do this. I'm going to put my law within them. I'm going to write my law on their heart. I will be their God, and they shall be my people. Listen to verse 34. They will not teach again each man his neighbor and each man his brother, saying this, Know the Lord, for they will all know me, from the least of them to the greatest of them, declares the Lord. For I will forgive their iniquity and their sin, and I will remember no more. He, he's not, he's not going to remember their sin. Okay, Their sin I will remember no more. I'm going to forgive their iniquity. And he's saying, no more will it be that a man will say, hey, uh, here, let me teach you about the Lord. No more will a man say, hey, you need to know the Lord. <laughs> and why? Because all of them will know the Lord. Now, a lot of times people will point to these passages and say, well, this was fulfilled when Jesus came the first time. Uh, no, because Israel right now does not believe this. They do not all know the Lord, each man and his neighbor. So when is this going to occur? Well, that's why that phrase, after those days, but whole days are coming, that after those days, this is going to take place. And the word actually gives us insight into when this is going to occur. I'm not going to talk about that right now, but we'll, perhaps we'll look at it later when we go through Matthew. Verse 35, thus says the Lord who gives the sun for light by day and the fixed order of the moon and the stars for light by night, who stirs up the sea so that its waves roar. The Lord a host is his name. So verses uh, 30 through 34 are, are fairly familiar with folks, but I love what the prophet says here, what the spirit led him to say after this. He says, thus says the Lord. And then he describes the Lord and what he does. He says, it's the Lord that gave us the sun, who gives the sun by day, and who gives the fixed order of the moon and the stars. That word fixed order literally means statues. And he uses that phrase twice. He uses it here. He'll use it in the next verse. It is the Lord who gives the statues of the moon and the stars for light by night. It is the Lord who stirs up the sea by their waves, and the waves roar. And the Lord of hosts is his name. He continues, verse 37. If this fixed order, there's that phrase again, departs from before me, declares the Lord, then the offspring of Israel also will cease from being a nation before me forever. So I'll tell you what, I'm going to stop right there. We're nearly at the end of the chapter. There's only three more verses, but I don't want to hurry through it because I want us to think on this thing. We'll pick it up tomorrow and we'll think a little more about this. He's saying this, the, the most high God who is fixed in order, the sun, moon, and stars, the most high God who is over the seas, okay, who's over the foundations of the earth, as we will see later, he is the one who is making this promise. And he, then he says this in these last few verses, let me read uh, 36 again. If this fixed order departs from before me, declares the Lord, then the offspring of Israel also will cease from being a nation before me forever. <laughs> what is he saying? He's saying this. <clears throat> if 
all the stuff with the sun, moon, and stars, if all this stuff, this fixed order collapses, then Israel will not be a nation before me. They will cease being my people. He's saying, there's no way that Israel will ever cease from being a nation before me forever. At the end of verse 36, he says forever. At the end of verse 47, he says this will be forever again. In other words, even though Israel had rebelled against the Lord, they had cried out to him. And he describes this earlier in this chapter, remember? And he says, you are still my people. There's a day that's going to come when I'm going to do this. I am going to write my law upon your heart. You're going to be my people. You are my people, but I'm going to make a new covenant with you. Now, we know what that new covenant is, and Jeremiah is going to explain a little more later on. We know what that new covenant is in the Lord Jesus Christ. But here he's describing it and saying that you're going to be blessed by this. And this promise is as solid as uh, the regularity and the fixed statutes of the sun, moon, and stars, and the waves of the sea. That's a great promise, is it not? Some really interesting things here. So uh, take this before the Lord. Go back and reread this whole 31st chapter of Jeremiah, particularly in light of what, we've, what, what we're looking at in Matthew 2. Don't forget that. And just the birth narratives of Matthew 2 and how the Spirit uses the Word to communicate His truth to us. Again, I'm Dale. Thank you so much, and I'll see you in the next episode.